Buenos dias. Good morning. Good morning. I didn't hear anybody. Buenos dias. Good morning. That's right. We're going to confuse you, really. Uh, there are three brothers that are going to be passing some materials out. I'm going to ask that each adult take one. Teenagers, you get to be an adult this morning. We want you to get one. What you're receiving is uh, an insert for your Bible. It has adhesive on the back so that you can cut it down the center and put in the fly leaf of your Bible the English on one end and the Spanish on the other. The exciting thing about what you're receiving is it's the greatest evangelistic sermon ever. And what's exciting about that is it's not preached by Phil and Juan. <laughs> it's preached by the Apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost. If you received a, a bulletin on your way in, down in the very corner of the first page, there are three words that summarize the mission of this church. To make, multiply, and mature faithful disciples of Jesus. Pardon me? In Spanish, it doesn't have the three M's. I know, it's I no three M's. No three M's, but he tried. What I want you to realize is what we've been doing the last three weeks in this room has been focused on how do we do that? Make, mature, and multiply disciples. Two months ago, in here, we went through the seven commitments that go with making, multiplying, and maturing disciples. Hace dos meses, mostramos los siete compromisos what, uh, what the folks in this room don't realize is that at the same time we were doing that in this room, our elders were with Juan in the room with our Hispanic brothers and sisters going over the same seven commitments. Two languages, one mission. 
Two languages. One Lord. I want to ask everyone, whatever language you have, whatever Bible you have, open it to Acts 4 and verse 12. All of us, no matter our language or our background, as followers of Jesus, have one bedrock faith. It goes back to something Jesus said in the Gospel of John. I am the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus said, and no one comes to the Father except through me. No one. No one goes to God except through Jesus. There is no other name to us that is more important than the name of Jesus. So when Jesus was crucified, there were 11 disciples and they were behind a locked door cowering in fear. And Jesus rose from the dead and revealed himself to them. And these scared men suddenly became very bold and courageous. They were going to the temple one day, and as they were going in the gate beautiful, there was a man that was lame, lying there, begging, asking for help. And Peter and John said, we don't have any silver and gold. We're preachers. <laughs> but what we do have, we're going to share with you. In the name of Jesus, the Christ, I say to you, Stand up and walk. It was the first day they ever had dancing in church. Because the man jumped up and he could walk and he started jumping and dancing and leaping all over the temple court, praising God. And they didn't think he was loco in the cabeza. <laughs> because they knew that some miracle had happened. So when he ran to the apostles, so did all the people. So they preached a great sermon. 
and people started coming to Jesus in faith and being baptized. The people that had Jesus crucified were furious. We thought we had stomped out that name forever. He would no longer be preached. So they hauled Peter and John before the, the Jewish rulers that had sentenced Jesus to be crucified. And when they said, if you don't shut up about this talk of Jesus, we are going to hurt you and hurt you badly. These scared disciples were scared no longer. And they said, Acts 4.12, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to, to mankind by which we must be saved. All right, we're going to have a little bit of a challenge here, but we're going to do something together. But we're going to break this verse down and we're going to say it together in both English and Spanish. He doesn't know what's coming. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say the English phrase first, and then you're going to join me in English. Then Juan will say the phrase in Spanish, and we'll all say it in Spanish. Okay. All right? So here we go. Dice que va a repetir la frase en inglés, y todos la vamos a decir en inglés, y después va a repetir la frase en español, y la vamos a repetir todos en español. You may have to go a little slower in the Spanish. I'll try. Salvation is found in no one else. Repeat it with me. Salvation is found in no one else. Now let's say it in Spanish. Y en ninguno otro hay salvación. All right. Y ninguno otro hay salvación. Yes. All right. I didn't think the challenge was going to be for you. It's a big challenge. For there is no other name. For there is no, no other name. name. Porque no hay otro nombre. Por okay, nombre. <laughs> I'll try slower. Yeah. Porque no hay otro nombre. Por eco no hay otro nombre. No. Sorry. You did better the first time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Under heaven. Bajo el cielo. Notice I got it smaller. Under heaven. Under heaven. Bajo el cielo. Bajo el cielo. Given unto mankind. Given unto mankind. 
dado a los hombres, dado a los hombres, by which we must be saved. Must be saved. En que podemos ser salvos. I lost the last one. Say it again, one more time. En que, en que podemos, podemos ser, ser salvos. Salvos. I know salvos. The reason we did that is what holds us together is much more important than what makes us different. And we want every person, no matter their race or nationality or culture, to know a truth that we know. But how are they going to know unless someone shares it with them? Very few people in this room discover Jesus by himself or herself. Somebody took the time and the effort and invested their love in that person and told them about Jesus. For some of us, it was our, our mother or our father. For some, it was a Sunday school teacher or a friend. By the, the grace of God, they taught us about dying and being buried and being raised with Jesus in baptism. And as a reminder that none of us got into Jesus by ourselves. Somebody baptized us under the water. Just as the Spirit baptized us and made us clean and holy. So we are committed to share this message of Jesus. So Peter said, in your hearts, reverence Christ Jesus as your Lord, and be prepared always to give an answer to anyone who asks you, why do you have hope in Jesus? And do this with gentleness and respect. So we need to have our own little story, what Jesus means to us that we can share with people anytime they ask us. It's not a suggestion, it was a command, always be prepared. So we, we want to pray for 
three people specifically. In fact, I've challenged many people here to do that. Pray for three people that you want to have an opportunity to share Jesus with. I promise you, if you will pray for three months every day for three people, God will show you at least one of those and he will give you an opportunity to share your story. Last week, one, I had people text me the name of their three people uh, uh, in, in church, so I have it on my phone. So every morning I begin to pray for those three people. Then I texted people back. And some of them went, who in the world is this? <laughs> and I reminded them, I'm praying for your three people. But here's the cool thing. Three people told me almost miraculous ways that the people they wanted to, to reach out to, God had already opened the door. Our prayers open the power of the Holy Spirit in the lives of people we love. And they... The Holy Spirit opens our eyes to that right moment. So when we share our story, it doesn't have to be long and involved. It can be short. Keep it short and simple. Kiss. And then... The story doesn't have to be dramatic. It can be very short and simple as long as it's our story. Without Jesus, Juan and I would have never known each other. And you wouldn't know each other, most of you. There would be no reason... Or Juan and some other folks from our church to go to Honduras. Jesus has connected us together in powerful ways. I'm going to be gone for three weeks, and when I come back, a really cool thing's going to happen. I'm going to do a wedding for a man from Austin 
and a young lady from China. Their worlds are far more different than Spanish and English. But because of what we celebrated in communion, Jesus, who died and was buried and was raised, they met each other. So the question is, what do we share with people to help them connect to Jesus, to open them to great worlds that they would never know? Last week we talked about our world being a broken mess. My wife and I uh, talked to a couple from Taiwan Wednesday night, and we said, how is our world broken? And they could list off a bunch of things about our world being broken. And then we could say, but God didn't make the world that way. God created life and he made it very good. So how do we find that goodness again? How do we find hope in a broken world? There is no other name, no other person that can fix this brokenness but Jesus. He's the bridge that connects us back to the goodness of God and delivers us from brokenness. So Jesus, as that bridge, comes to bring us God's blessing again. And that blessing is not just that we get to receive salvation. But we also get to share that message of hope and invite others to share in that salvation. We receive a blessing to share a blessing. But how, how do we do that? How do we share that blessing? Well, what you have in your outline is a simple way to share that blessing. I want you to pull out that outline. Unfortunately, when you start talking about becoming a Christian, 
Lots of religious groups get in arguments about details. I always try to say, I'm not here to win an argument. I'm not here to try to decide which church is better than what church. I don't even want you to trust me and what I say. I want you to find out what God wants. So why don't we go to the place people first became Christians and see how they did it. You don't have to trust your preacher. You don't have to trust me. But you do have to trust the word of God. And that's what Acts 2 is. It's just the place people first became Christians. It's a very dramatic moment because the Holy Spirit has come and here are these apostles and they're all speaking, but it's different languages and they're all hearing in their own language. There's always a skeptical person or two that go, ah, this is a bunch of baloney. How do you translate that? So these skeptics said, these are just a bunch of Galilean drunks. And Peter said, uh-uh, no way, baby, we're not drunk. The prophet Joel told about this day and it's happening right now. And the message that Peter gave is a simple message even though the moment is full of drama. And he reminded folks, you have a very clear choice to make. It's not confusing at all. It's either Jesus, yes, or Jesus, no. And there was a straightforward response that was asked of all those people. 
And we see a very clear and widespread response because 3,000 people made that response that day. If you'll look at your outline, you'll notice there are four little sections. And it's just an outline of what Peter preaches. To respond, there was something these people had to believe, and it was all about Jesus. And there was a very clear way to respond that was really pretty inconvenient. It took lots of water. And then when they would respond to this message, Peter promised a set of blessings that were very clear. And then once they received these blessings, there, there were a set of responsibilities that went with this. Don't you want to share in those blessings? That's really the invitation. Don't you want to share in the blessings that Jesus came to bring? So let's see what they had to believe. And then you just read through the passage. Jesus of Nazareth was a man. God became a human being. God confirmed that, that Jesus came from him because of the miracles that God did through Jesus. Jesus was crucified by evil people, but also because it was God's plan to save us. And here is the proof of that. Jesus was raised from the dead, and that's what changed us. In fact, Peter, looking at the same people, many of whom not but seven weeks earlier said, crucify him, crucify him, now said, oh my goodness, we have crucified the Lord in Christ. What do we? What do we do now? What, what do we do now? So Peter gave him a very clear way to respond. It's not not confusing. The way they responded, we don't need to argue about. It's very clear. 
razón por qué pelear por ellos. Muy simple de ver. They believe that Jesus is Lord and Christ. What did we say earlier? There is no other name. Secondly, when they realized that their life was broken and part of a broken world, their hearts were cut deeply. We use a word repent, but we don't always know what that means. To repent means we turn away from something and then decide to live for God. Let me ask a simple question, and I want you to be honest. Any of you ever turned down a one-way street going the wrong way? It's, it's great for your prayer life because you go, what do I do now? And if your wife is with you, she tells you. You do a U-turn and you go back the other way. That's what you do. And that's what Peter told him. He said, it's time for a U-turn. And then he said, if, if you'll be baptized, you can share in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection and leave your sins behind. And 3,000 people made that response. Incredible. Just talk to some of the folks that have been to Ghana and see people baptized in a mud hole or a bathtub or have been to other places in the world and seen the same thing happen. And when people respond in that way, there are four blessings that are promised. We're forgiven of all our sins. They're gone. We, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit to live inside us. We become saved from all that's broken in our world. And we're added to God's people. A people without nationality or race or language. But all who know Jesus is Lord. What's interesting is when you talk about a new life that has a set of responsibilities, Peter didn't even have to tell him what to do. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. We know that as the New Testament. 
se volvieron devotos a las enseñanzas de los apóstoles. They shared their lives in genuine fellowship, which means more than coffee and donuts. And the first Sunday of the month is a really good fellowship. And I will tell you something. This guy makes great holy moly. <laughs> but, but this fellowship means more than that. It means sharing our lives, helping each other, and we see that happen in Acts 2. And some folks wonder where in the world small groups came from, right? Because we grew up with Bible class, which is our invention, but small groups were the early church's invention. So they broke bread. They did it in church as the communion, and they did it in groups house to house. And they prayed regularly by themselves with God and with others. Now, we've shared a simple plan, and I can't blame you for preaching overtime because I always do. <laughs> But as one church, we wanted to have one simple message to share with the world. And it's not our message. It's the message of Jesus. If your world is broken and you need help, we would tell you, first of all, you need Jesus. And Jesus is the bridge, and he's already given his life for you. Don't let it be a waste in your case. And you can share in what Jesus did by being baptized because of your faith and sharing in his death his burial, and his resurrection. And all of God's blessings will come to you. So we're going to give you an opportunity to do two things. A commitment to share this message with someone while we sing this song. And if you're ready to respond to Jesus and be baptized, we're waiting for you. Así es que les vamos a dar dos opciones. Vamos a hacer que usted se comprometa a compartir este mensaje con todos aquellos que necesitan este mensaje. Y si usted no ha sido bautizado todavía, si usted no es parte de la iglesia todavía, y estás listo para hacerlo, 
Te vamos a dar la oportunidad de que vengas y ser bautizado para el perdón de tus pecados mientras cantamos este canto de invitación. And you do that as we stand and sing. We want you to come. We're waiting for you. There are people praying for you. And if you're ready to respond, we pray you'll come as we stand and sing.